right, guys. Welcome <laughs> back to the Mirandas. This is the end, just like that documentary review. Yes. And um, we just watched the documentary um, before the Super Bowl, um, which makes it sound like we're going to watch the Super Bowl, but we aren't. We aren't. No. no, but if you had seen us watching the Injust Like That documentary, you might have thought we were watching some sort of sports based programming with the ooing, the eyeing. Yes. I believe I cheered. I gasped. Yes. Um, the documentary for people. I don't know who's watched it or not. I mean, like I I was, a lot of people have watched they it. They watched it. I was super put off when I saw it was an hour and 13 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Like, I feel like if something is longer than an actual episode of the series, it shouldn't. That just doesn't seem right. No, I completely agree. And but we were pretty taken in quickly because they started off the documentary with the fashion of the show. Oh my God, she's fashion roadkill. They bring you to this warehouse where the old um, uh, costume designer, Molly something who assisted- Molly Rogers. Molly Rogers, who assisted Patricia Field in the original series, is just showing you all of Sarah Jessica Parker's personal collection of Carrie's clothing. And it was magnificent. And we, I'm pretty sure we gasped when she said- um, like no human hand has touched the clothing since. God. Which I don't really know what that means, but either way, I gasped. I think, I mean, Sarah Jessica Parker pays for a large storage unit to house all of this clothing. Well, not just the clothing. We learned later in the documentary that she even had furniture put into storage, like Carrie's apartment furniture. It borders on obsessive. Well, I was going to say... <laughs> For me, it means that she's had some sort of master plan. <laughs> she, <laughs> she's been conniving oh this whole God, time. So she kept the furniture from Gary's apartment. Uh, yeah, I wonder what, how much she pays a month in storage. That was a big ass unit. Have it's you ever looked nothing. into storage? Well, yeah, but storage for her, is it's nothing. massively expensive. Yeah, and I just it's it's fascinating to me that she's paying for like. An old, like, media console. Like, yeah, temperature-controlled, yeah, storage unit. It was a huge thing. But they were going through, I mean, like, okay, let's start off like this. Let's start off Ultimate like this. takeaway of the documentary. Um, Ultimate takeaway, liked it more than the show, and that is because we saw all the care that was put into the aesthetic sides and mm-hmm. like, of the fashion and the set of the show. And I think visually, like, it was great to hear how, yeah. how much love was put in. And that leads me to my takeaway. <laughs> okay, is sorry. That, is that how could you, how could they put so much love, mm. time, and mm-hmm. attention and have it be what it was? I know. And it's I, sad. I, well, the thing is, I'm not I'm not gonna say, and I wish they put they should have put that much time in the script. But I think they did, if not put I know. more, that they beat it into the ground and, you know, fussed over it so much that it became this train wreck. I know. It may have been too much attention to detail, in which it's like when you try and like you have a problem and you want to solve it, but you like oversolve it just by overthinking it. When if you would just like it followed your instinct, it would have been Right. Yeah. And, and yeah. And it, you know what was so I think the reason why 
you know, it was so good. The document, or I don't want to say it was so good, but it was like, you know, it was amusing and fun to watch is because the foul, the falgia, sorry, the fashion <laughs> brought so much nostalgia mm-hmm. yeah. from the show, uh, from what we love most about Sex and the City. Absolutely. The series. And so they were, you know, showing all the clothing, even like more like kind of, you know, smaller moments like a dress from L.A. that mm-hmm. Carrie wore or that like the Heidi dress she wore in the park. Mm-hmm. And that was so cool to see. And so I think it was tapping into that kind of golden age of Sex and the City that all the viewers really love and oh, want to yeah. recreate in the same way that they wanted to recreate with this new series. But it just didn't go that way absolutely with the nostalgia and i think if you re-watch the documentary one of the best parts are the old flashback and the scenes that they cut into the documentary from Mm, the original series yeah like that famous scene with samantha taking out the diaphragm Mm -hmm. with throwing the martini back um and different little old scenes and i remember at one point while watching it said like that's the show that's the show i love and uh they I mean, the, the the everyone who worked on the and just like that series were huge fans of the show. Mm-hmm. They they all seem like loyalists. Mm-hmm. So I'm really confused by what happened. Yeah, me too. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, it was really cool to see all the different departments mm-hmm. on set departments, including like the script su- supervisors, the director of photography, like the, you know, camera operator, all these, like the gaffer. It was nice to let these people have their shining moments because a lot yes. of them have been also like worked on the series. And so, yeah, it did feel like this kind of family moment, you know, but I, I just feel also just like kind of like weird about how, the show actually turned out. I know. I mean, the attention to de- first off, I'm not in film. I don't know anything about it. I didn't realize how much goes into a production, like a, an actual HBO TV show. I assumed like TV shows were just like a smaller version of a yeah. film. I mean, just there's so many people involved yeah. in this production that I I felt kind of guilty talking to shit about I it because it's not like the gaffer's fault. No. You know, it's not a, his fault. No. So I don't know. I mean, they they seem to like really take pride in their work. Um, yeah, I they put a lot of thought into it. And even the scene, there's a couple scenes in the documentary where Sarah Jessica Parker is messing with her closet because she's like, this looks too like a stage room. Carrie wouldn't be that way. Yeah. Like, she really loves the character of Carrie. Mm-hmm. And. Well, she's uh, so the the. Whoever is filming this thing asked her, what was your relationship with Carrie? I thought that was a great question. And she basically said to me, it's a character that is present like anyone else I've spent 10 to 15 years with. And but it's been a while, like since I've seen that character. And mm-hmm. um, so it's like that familiarity that's there. But, you know, it's there. It's coming back into your life. And he also asked, what is your biggest here at the moment. Mm. And, you know, we kind of gasped in that moment because we're like, <laughs> we, we, we were very is, dramatic. Yeah, we, I was. <laughs> we were like, oh, what is she going to say? And she said, oh, 
She said, getting it right. Ooh. Sarah, what's your response to that? My thing is like, well, sometimes (laughs) your worst fear comes true. (laughs) You got it wrong. And for (laughs) for somebody with intense, intense anxiety, hearing somebody be like, my worst fear is getting it. It's like making sure we get it right. And then like you see the end product and you're like, you kind of didn't. It's it's It went the exact opposite way. (laughs) Like, yeah, that was that was hard to watch. And she's so eager. I like Sarah Jessica Parker a lot. You can yeah, tell that too. she's like a boss. Yeah. And she really commands respect on the show. And her opinion is super yeah. valued. And she's a huge part of the production and making it just like that happen. Yeah. But also it seemed, yeah, she's super invested and... You know, even Michael Patrick King was, that's that his name? Mm-hmm. MPK. MPK was saying, you know, Sarah Jessica Parker, she just keeps on going. She keeps going. Mm-hmm. She keeps going. And he was, you know, was saying that like, you know, on set and around when Miranda and Carrie were filming like a really emotional scene with crying. And she just, you know, because they, they always have to do these takes like over and over, over again. And they're pushing through it. We actually started laughing when, you know, the camera is on NPK as he's watching them film that scene. And then he's wiping away tears. And we were like, okay, Okay. come on. So a couple of takeaways for MPK. And I'm glad you mentioned this. First up, MPK is absolutely enthralled by Sarah. Yeah, he is. The point in which there might be a level of Stockholm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do they have an abusive friendship and relationship? I'm not accusing anything, but there was a scene in which like, you could tell Sarah Parker is very detail oriented, was trying yeah. to like change things around. And he's like, well, you know, Sarah's eye. She just like kind of like we need it. And <laughs> she gives great notes. And I was like, you look like a hostage. Yeah, 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 just yeah, been yeah. completely fallen in love yeah, with yeah. his captor. It's yeah, kind of funny. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. That scene when Carrie's crying, you can just see him. He's getting so emotional behind with the mask on. Yeah. And just like welling And he up. gets up and like, like oh. walks away. And then he's like, because usually they yell cut. And he's like, cut. <laughs> so, <laughs> so softly. And this is the scene when Miranda comes to greet Carrie after, to comfort her after Big dies. Oh, speaking of Big, not yes. one mention of Chris Knopf and not one appearance. Not one whiff of him. Nothing. There's a whiff of Samantha, though. Do you want to touch on that? Oh, yeah, I do. I was shocked that they actually brought up like the that they wanted the Carrie Samantha to re- relationship to mirror the Sarah Jessica Parker Kim Cattrall fracture. Yeah, they the wanted to integrate whatever was happening in real life. And they were not afraid to talk about it. No, and they didn't go into any sort of like damaging details or just saying disparaging remarks. But they said, and and Chris and Davis said, this is, it's a natural thing for friends to grow apart. It happens. That's a part of life. I mean, should have happened on the show. They're not not living in fucking reality here. I don't think we need realistic depictions of female friendships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess for friends growing apart, they tried to do that. Um, But yeah, I was surprised they mentioned that. Yeah, and also... um Another thing that really stood out to me, I actually want to get back into fashion. Mm, yep. Because we were like. That was the best. We were drooling over all the old outfits, all a bunch of outfits that they were considering. They at one point, <sighs> um, Molly Rogers, and then I guess his name is Danny Santi- Santiago. Danny Santiago, yep. They um, work with a vintage dealer. Andrew Bue? Andrew Bue, I guess. Andrew Bue. 
And he has, player. I don't know how he runs this business. I would love to just switch career paths I want to be and him. do this. Yeah. He collects old, like vintage designer pieces by sometimes <sighs> by going to people's homes, going yeah. on eBay and um, deals them, which I imagine to probably red carpet events or to TV shows or period piece type of productions. Um, the most amazing clothing. Oh my gosh. We were, we were like dying. this. This is the sound. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, at one point I think I like wow. fist pumped the air. Yeah. I was like, yes, <laughs> that's it. I was like, holy fuck. Like it was we're again, like, like our, we're talking about Super Bowls. Like this oh was, the, my God. this was definitely the most epic scene. The last quarter of the yeah, Super Bowl. This was it. And this vintage dealer. And he said he has 10,000 pieces. Gilly yeah. and I both love fashion. Yeah. Gilly is yeah. extremely fashionable. You, like, you love vintage. I love, you love, love vintage. It. I love vintage. Too. I love thrift. I yeah. like old. I don't, yeah. It, that was a, one of the best parts of it was going through the clothes. And what was one of the, I was trying to write down as quickly as possible a bunch of fun facts that were kind of being mm. spit out by Molly Rogers. But apparently, th- which I loved, they pulled out the white silk. <gasps> dress that just drapes SJP's delicate frame in the um your girl is lovely Hubble in scene. that in that yeah in that finale of season two where Big is marrying Natasha and he's getting into the limousine after their engagement party and Carrie's like didn't make it or she's late and he's like you're late we all know that white silk kind of like nightgown almost it just beautiful falls beautifully without a crease onto her mm body and apparently molly rogers was with patricia fields they walked by a dior window it was in the window and she was like we need to get that piece yeah and apparently it was the most and okay this is where i need to like understand what her context was Mm -hmm. she said it was the most expensive piece carrie wore it like that season, maybe, or I think at that I, time, or I would say it was up into season two. That what I interpret as that was the most expensive piece they had as the show got bigger and the budget got bigger. Yeah, there's no way that was the most expensive. Yeah, piece. exactly. But exactly. At, up into that time, season two, again, it's not like sure it was a hit right away. They didn't have the budget by season two. Like you can tell the budget increases based on location changes, ooh, the fashion choices in season four, five, six. So yeah, but it was the most expensive piece they had. And then up there, into season two. Yeah. And then there was an outfit. I can't remember which one was the one that was custom made by so Alexander McQueen. This was the deep aubergine purple dress that Carrie wears to Charlotte's wedding to Harry. Yeah. It's one where she has the Rapunzel Gretel yes. braid. Yes. And then her boobs are very pushed up and her back yes. hurts. Remember, and he's like, she had fuck the, you. The Heidi like milkmaid braid. That's right? the braid. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so that dress was actually custom made by Alexander McQueen. So cool. And then also what I loved seeing is um, the hair and makeup tests. Oh, yeah. Because they got to do it for a production like this, like where they have such loud outfits on this show. They've got to see how they all sit together. And it was so cool to just yeah see Charlotte, uh, Miranda and Carrie just like in their outfits, like and they're just standing and hanging out and being filmed. And I know that was really lovely. And we made a couple observations about. Um, I don't know if I I made a bunch of comments about Miranda's, Miranda's wigs throughout yes. the series because I, I just don't think they were good. And uh, there was also a 
ton for for just a regular series. There was a lot of hair changes that were yeah. noticeably kind of odd. Yeah, like she kind of had a "May I speak to the manager?" Yeah, haircut yeah. for a while. Then in the in the first pilot episode, she has no wig on. She yeah. has her natural hair. Yeah, looking at Cynthia Nixon. Cynthia Nixon is obviously older and has really thinning hair. Yeah, which happens. Yeah, so I get why they did the wig. I, yeah. I just don't know why they did so many different wigs. It was just like there was like way too many layers in the wigs. It was I don't Bobby. know. Like Miranda doesn't style. Yeah, that I thought the hair. I thing like was Cynthia odd. Nixon's like. More delicate hair. It makes yeah. her look more like petite almost. The, the pilot, I thought her hair looked good in it. It was that gray. It was her natural hair. I don't know why they did the Karen wig. I don't know if you thought it was good. I probably didn't. But compared I, to the wig. I do remember you saying. Oh, you call me out? <laughs> and okay. When we did episode one. What the fuck is wrong with Miranda's hair? <laughs> okay. Well, now I look a bitch. Okay. You know what? I really should pull back my notes from that episode. And I probably did say something very unkind. But then I didn't realize like her natural hair was kind of like that. Um, they also, um, this was another fun fact is, you know, we've always wondered why. And then I wondered, um, we always wondered why they never filmed on the subway. Yes. And they said, which I don't really, they didn't really give us the reasoning, but they said they've been trying to film on the subway for 20 plus years Mm -hmm. and finally they can. And so apparently like, I'm guessing the Bowery six train Mm -hmm. stop they um, were able to take it over and make it look like 116th where Columbia is. And would it be Bowery six? They said it was Bowery. So I'm guessing I don't even know what stop it would be or J something. They ended up using it. So I thought that was Bleaker street or whatever For a show. So about New York city, the fact that they've never been in the subway is pretty interesting. I wonder what the problem was though. I feel like I wanted to know what the, permit issue was like a lot of movies have done it but like i feel like the series girls did it yeah 100%. a lot of series have done it huh but it must be something it must be something difficult you know maybe who knows yeah maybe covid made it easier for them they're to like do please that. business yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> we're down a lot of drivers so yeah. the something that i thought was kind of ridiculous in the documentary is they're talking about these extra characters, the supporting yeah. cast. We have Naya, we have Seema. Yeah. Um, and really like, oh, and LTW or LJW? What the fuck's her L- name? Whatever. TW, yeah. And it's just something kind of funny what Michael MPK says. And he's like, so, and and Sarita, Sarita <laughs> Chudri, who plays Seema. Seema. He's like, and you know what? And we brought into the show another version of someone we haven't seen, a South Asian woman from Queens. And I was like, wow, like, you're literally <laughs> just like calling out your own desire to just like check, check off diversity boxes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a South Asian woman from Queens. <laughs> Which, of course, like in New York City, there are tons of people who are from South Asian women living queens. <laughs> it's just, I was like, that's a bold statement to just say that. <laughs> like, I was waiting for it to be like, and Naya, of course, a smart, beautiful African-American from Brooklyn. Like, <laughs> yes, like, we know that. But I can't even admit that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was too funny. Um, all in all, I thought it was cool. Um, really liked it. Um yeah, I think it was a bit long. I do think an hour and 15 minutes we, was long. We hit the 57 mark and Gilly was like, how much more? I'm like, you, you were, I could tell. This, I was like, I don't know. You were done. And I was like, girl, we have 16 minutes. Like fast forward a little bit, fast forward a little bit. And then we <laughs> end to the end. We're like, hey, we're done. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
I was waiting to see if they were going to like even give a little sneak peek of Chris Noth or anything. God, why didn't they mention Aiden? They, Poor I know. That John Corbett. I know. And I guess. Um, <laughs> Remember last week? Yeah. They're really cool with me. They like me a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and I guess. Um, oh, they did mention Willie Garson, though. They did. Do you want to touch on that, sir? Yeah, they did. And like, um, you know, as you know, Willie Garson uh, passed away from pancreatic cancer. <laughs> so he was able. Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh at that. I don't know. No, it's okay. It's sometimes death is uncomfortable. And like that's I was reaction. just reading one of my notes. Oh, you're right. Yes, right. <laughs> Bad timing. Okay. So Willie Garson passed away from pancreatic cancer. And he was able to film, I think, the first two episodes. And, but he, the only person who knew he was sick was Sarah Jessica Parker. Because as Chris and Davis says, he didn't want to make it about that, him being sick. Him yeah. leaving. So people didn't really give, get to give him a proper goodbye. And something my mom actually mentioned when this was back in like we were for episode three, she said he, if he had pancreatic cancer, he must have been in excruciating pain. Mm-hmm. It's a very painful physical cancer. Like mm-hmm. you are in pain. So mm-hmm. and it kind of goes to show how I mean he just did such a good job and, and like he cared you, so much to, yeah. about being on the show and having you know the end of his life be like yeah working and working with people he loved so I thought that was nice that they they mentioned it yeah it's, that must have been really weird though because even Cynthia Nixon was like oh yeah we filmed this scene and we were joking around on set and next thing I know is that he was gone and like they didn't know only SJP knew he was ill right mm-hmm. yeah um, another kind of, you know, tying in people's personal lives, they didn't mention anything about Cynthia Nixon's sexuality. They do mention it in the episode in which she's directing. Yeah. And she does. I mean, it was very clear, as we know from news we've read, that the only way Cynthia Nixon was going to do this was if the character was queer. Yeah. And she does talk about the desire to have Miranda be with someone who was butch. Because originally they were going to have Miranda be with Naya, the law professor. Yeah. And I actually, in the beginning, thought, I thought that, that, that we did think happen. that. Yeah. So that pilot may have been kind of testing out some different relationship yeah. dynamics. But then Cynthia Nixon said, well, Miranda's straight girl, Naya's straight girl. Like, that's yeah. not sexy. And I was like, you can ask a lot of straight men. if they." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, think, I, I think you might have increased your straight male fan base. Yeah, we got the yeah. two straight girls. Yeah. So she's like, you know what? Let's go with someone butch. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just thought Love that was thought process. I just thought that was too funny. But <laughs> and so then they talked about Sarah Ramirez, and I didn't. I, I think I knew that Sarah Ramirez goes by they or there. Yeah, them. yeah. So I thought that was interesting. You know that 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 they really informed their character, Che. Yeah. Um. MPK was saying we built the character for them. Yes. Exactly. But it, it makes me curious. I would like to know more about Sarah Ramirez's relationship with the production or like how their name came up as one of the, you know, actors per- to portray Wait, the podcaster. Like My sister said something about this. I have to find this. Sarah Ramirez. She said something. My sister. Yeah. OK. Oh, Catherine said, I forgot Sarah Ramirez got famous from Broadway. So she has Broadway oh, ties. Oh, right. Yeah, I forgot all about that. Yeah, Interesting. Yeah, so yeah, she yeah. has Broadway ties. So you never know. Sarah yeah. Parker has ties with Broadway. Yeah, yeah. Cynthia, you know, so that makes who sense. knows? That could be it. Um, um, Trying to think of what else. I don't know. Just overall, it was. I enjoyed watching it. Visually satisfying. Absolutely. Um, You know, I did feel like a little bit of. 
almost guilt for like you know you, you watch these people put so much oh my god I felt hard the same work way. In, I felt like a bitch and you're like oh little do they know it's a, gonna be eviscerated um, little do they know do they have two people not in the field eviscerating them weekly yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah yeah like yeah, yeah. so um but also, it's okay. Everything should be up for critique. If yeah. you are creating a production, no, you don't deserve a participation trophy. No. This is, you have loyal fans. Yeah. Who, the reason why this show is so popular is because yeah. of the fans. Yeah. So the fans are going to give their opinion one way or the yeah. other. Yeah. And, and guess what? We all watched it. And we all watched it because we loved the series. So it just reconfirmed that we all loved the series. Absolutely. Um, so I think to let's do a quick thing out of all the fashion looks mm-hmm. that got an ooh and almost an orgasmic response from mm-hmm. you. What was the best one? I know mine. Out of fashion? The ones in the documentary. Oof. Um, honestly, gosh, this is. I know. You know what? This is hard. This is really hard. OK. This is a really hard question. I think um, I think. I really liked learning about the Alexander McQueen dress, but I think um, I actually I think it was the the shoes. Okay, and nice. um, but I think specifically it was that turquoise number, the bejeweled. So she was wearing this like secretary blouse in this like cobalt blue, and then the skirt was like more of like a turk blue, and then she had this magenta purse, and then she had this these beaded mm-hmm. turquoise and cobalt blue heels. And we were just like, yeah, that oh, was it. That looks nice. That was it. It was such eye candy and it was the most soothing, but also exciting yeah. thing to look at that outfit. It was the blues were so magnificent. Yes. And yes. the shoes and her coloring. And that yes. look was my favorite from the documentary. Yes. That felt, I felt good. I just, yes, me too. <laughs> I just wanted to um, go through a few notes of things that we um, actually from last week. We forgot to give our Tito's rating from last week. Um, We didn't give our Tito's for the finale. Yeah, for the finale, we didn't give it to Tito's. um, What are you going to rate that one? I'm going to give it a one and a half. Yeah. Because I was uh, interested. I was watching it. Yeah, I, was, I gave it a yeah. one because yeah. I wanted to know what was going on with this L.A. situation with Miranda and Shay. Yeah, it was also that California scene song was so goddamn absurd that I I, I had to give it something. Like, I didn't yeah. need to drink to get through that. I was just, yeah. you know. Um, and then lastly, um, I wanted to bring up that meme that you posted on our Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh. <laughs> the, Wait, which one of them? It was, it was, I don't know who published this, but whoever did is a comedic genius. It was like widely anticipated. Chase <gasps> Diaz sitcom is canceled due to toxic, like onset work behavior by oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. claimed by crew members. Oh yeah. That's the one I reposted from. I think it's so, every outfit in Sex and the City posted so, that. It was so, so well done. Widely anticipated. Anticipated Shay Diaz pilot. <laughs> God, I will say this: the the and just like that content is so good on Instagram. It eviscerates it. It's so funny. Shay Diaz was just like kind of taken apart online. <laughs> I haven't actually read anything what Sarah Ramirez has said about the show. Yeah, um, but 
Yeah. It was pretty funny. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, again, we want to thank you guys for, for listening. Um, please feel free to... What, what the fuck? To, um, Just talk to us. DM talk, us. Follow Any us t- on the Miranda's pod on Instagram. Please do. Yeah. And if you're on Instagram... Um, you know, yes, yeah, and it's a DM and or comment and we read everything. <laughs> DM, comment, like, We've subscribe. We've gotten some really nice DMs. Oh my God, I'm telling you, anytime anyone, I say this, sends <laughs> us a nice DM, we screenshot it and send it to each other and we use the most sweet emojis ever. Just like, it made my week. And I was like, this made my fucking day. Yeah. <laughs> so we really do appreciate it and we thank you. I texted Sarah being like, are we essential workers? <laughs> Are we essential? Are we doing the work? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And we have a really special episode 50. Yes. So next week is our 50th episode. Yeah, it's the 50th episode. Super exciting. And we're going to have a special 50th um, that will be out, I guess, the week after. Yeah, whenever yeah. I can get yeah. a chance to get it out. <laughs> All right. So thank you guys for joining and we'll see you guys next week. Bye, fashionistas. Bye, fashionistas.